Hey, Big MX Radio listeners. First of all, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Big MX Radio podcast as we get closer and closer to episode 800. And uh, of course, that's a milestone. I'm looking forward to hitting that. But in no way is that like uh, like kind of a, a spot we're reaching and that's all we're going to go. Um, no plans of, uh, of pulling the brakes on this thing anytime soon. Uh, it's just cool to hit another milestone, another century mark, 800 podcasts. It sounds kind of cool in my own mind. So, uh, and I, I appreciate everybody who's been so encouraging. And I also appreciate those who sent me that one fan. Um, sent me somebody who was a, a like-minded individual who uh, might like the podcast. And uh, um, I'm, I'm speaking specifically of a, a young man named uh, uh, Sam Daniel. Awesome fan. Uh, he's been a supporter of the podcast for a long period of time, and he was able to uh, post on his story to send some people to listen to the podcast. I hope some extra people... If uh, you listen to that one, hopefully maybe you're listening to this one as well. And if that's the case, cool. Um, and so I, I don't charge for the podcast. It comes free to your phone via either iTunes or Spotify. Uh, so my only fee to you is to send me one friend. Uh, if you've got a, a friend of yours who loves motocross, they love motocross podcasts, uh, maybe they're not a big MX Radio listener yet, My I ask you to send me one friend so that we can continue to, uh, to build this platform, and uh, I, I would really appreciate it if you, if you could. Otherwise, just keep enjoying the podcast, and uh, I'll keep cranking them out regardless. But uh, anyway, this podcast is with JT Fox of Alpine Stars. Uh, he's been there for about three months, and I wanted to get him on the show because he's super passionate about the sport and absolutely loves it. So I hope that you guys will enjoy uh, listening to some of the things that he has to say and his story within the sport because I truly believe that everybody within the industry has a cool story and I wanted to shed light on him uh, and Alpine Stars as well, which is of course a brand that I grew up with, a brand that I still uh, look up to to this day and uh, love working with. So uh, without further ado, here's JT Fox from Alpine Stars MX. Welcome to the Big MX radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO20 to save 20% off every single one of your orders. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. This podcast is also brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars. Jason at Phoenix Handlebars is just salty kind of guy, and he wants you to have awesome handlebars. He wants to go you through. He wants you to go through the website and go order through those guys. Awesome company. Love working with them, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy working with them as well. Excellent, excellent customer service. With me on the line, first time on the show, he's been bugging me for weeks to get on. I had to finally let him on here, especially because I had a lot of texts and emails saying you guys wanted to hear from this company. It's an aspiring brand and a, 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 a brand new good friend of mine, JT Fox from Alpine Star. JT, how's it going? Yeah, going good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. How, how about that intro? Oh, man, it was great. Loved it. Uh, we're we're working on it. We're working on it. But um, JT, you've been uh, you're actually sort of kind of new on the scene over at Alpine Stars. You've been there for uh, for about how, how long have you have you been uh, calling uh, uh, the friendly confines of Torrance uh, home for a little little while here? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of still getting a grip for things over here, but I started uh, about mid November, um, and so yeah, a couple months under my belt now, but. Um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Grew up riding in Alpine Star boots, and uh, it's been great to just kind of 
be a small part of the brand right now and help the team out as they're getting into Supercross right now. So when you become like a, a new member of an integral brand like that, like, is there any like hazing that goes on any type of like corporate initiation <laughs> that you're having to deal with uh, as far as you know, that, that sort of thing? It's not like a junior hockey team in any way. No, it's uh, no hazing. Uh, everyone's actually been extremely nice over here. So um, it's been a great transition. I think uh, with Alpine Star specifically, you've got a, a lot of very high talent people in here. So, uh, you kind of hit the ground running. You're kind of expected to know how to do a lot of things, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's been a very warm welcome. Everyone's been very supportive and definitely uh, it's been a great start over here for sure. Well, no doubt. And this isn't the first time that you've worked with uh, an aspiring, that that sort of like elite brand. Uh, you used to work with a, uh, work for a company that reminds, rhymes with uh, Schmox Racing, uh, which I, which is <laughs> hilarious uh, given the, your last name. Um like, what would you say is the the biggest difference, or the uh, what was the transition like going from from one brand to another? Uh, like, I'm curious as to how much time was uh, was between between jobs, and um, yeah, go into that a little bit if you could. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with with any moto company, they all have their their quirks and their their operations run a little bit differently. I think. Uh, over at Fox, I spent, um, I pretty much right out of college started working for them um, and was over there for about uh, about five years. Um, worked on their merchandising team for a year and then did some marketing for them for the past four years. Um, and uh, just a really solid crew over there. Obviously, you had some like awesome athletes. And for me, coming out of college and getting into moto is like an amazing learning experience. Um, and I think the transition to Alpine started here recently has been um, really great as well. You know, I think the biggest thing with Alpine Stars is just how uh, professional everything is. Um, there's definitely a, a certain layer of, you know, respect that goes on to everything that we do. And um, it's really cool working, you know, whereas Fox, you know, Pete Fox isn't as in, involved anymore. Um, on the Alpine Stars side, we've got Gabrielli here and, um, you know, having meetings with a guy that's been so ingrained in the, into the moto industry for so long is uh, a really cool opportunity for, for myself personally, but also just really cool uh, for moto in general to have a guy like that uh, so passionate about the sport no doubt like standing on the uh the the shoulders of giants you are right now over at alpine stars uh and and a kid who hails from uh the wayne's world's uh specter of uh of aurora illinois roughly i think is what you basically explained to me the other day when we were on the phone together um Let's spin the clocks back a little bit. I don't, I don't think uh, people will, will truly get the, the full uh, JT Fox experience until we sort of scratch a little bit deeper to uh, discuss sort of where the passion for motocross and, and for this beautiful sport we love so much uh, can take somebody, uproot them from uh, the middle of the country, most likely a Bears fan, most likely a Chicago Blackhawks fan, probably not a Cubs fan, and, and now uh, living and breathing and uh, and existing in uh, the smog of LA. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a, a crazy long story. I'm sure a long-winded one for another time. But uh, basically, just saw Ricky Carmichael on TV when I was younger and decided that's what I wanted to do. Um, no one in my family had ever ridden before. Um, Dad had a motorcycle that he barely touched in the garage, and I was kind of like the first-gen motocross kid, I guess. Um, and so saved up, uh, enough money to buy my first bike. That was the only way that my mom was going to let me get it. 
uh, saved up when I was little and got a little DRG 110 when I was about 10 or 11 years old. Um, and that's kind of how I got into the sport originally. So um, for me, I, uh, I loved riding. I kind of started racing when I was probably like 13, 14 on uh, like a RM85, um, but was, was never like your Loretta's kids. So I, was, I wasn't that fast. And I think at an early age, I realized I wasn't going to be uh, any professional or anything like that. So uh, sitting here working at a desk for a motor company is uh, definitely the second best option for me. And um, I went to, to college in Ohio, always aspired to get into moto. But again, like you said, growing up in the Midwest, there's not a, a whole bunch of connections uh, to the moto industry out in the middle of Ohio. So I uh, did a, a couple of series of road trips out here to California uh, networked my way in uh, with the HR girl, Karina uh, Soya at the time at Fox Racing. And uh, just so happened that I did a road trip out there before I was supposed to start working in Chicago for a sales company. Um, was just in the area. They had a position that opened up uh, for interviews. Uh, came in there, interviewed while I was out just riding dirt bikes a couple weeks before and uh, ended up getting the job. So I drove all the way back to Chicago, uh, repacked the truck, and then drove out to California about two weeks later and uh, been out here ever since. So just definitely a, a crazy story. Uh, a lot of weird uh, things had to kind of fall in place for it to happen, but uh, that's what brought me out here and it's been awesome. Wow, man. Like, I, I, first of all, I'm, I'm uh, happy to hear that I'm not the only one who wasn't just extremely fast on two wheels. Like, you know, I do all these podcasts. I talk to industry professionals or our top flight pros like uh, Colt Nichols, who wears Alpine Star boots, uh, only a couple of days ago, who like the, their amount of talent on, t- on, on two wheels, like it is, is far and away more than I would ever be able to, uh, uh, that I've ever had. Like I was so mediocre. It wasn't even funny. Like there's three, three guarantees in life, <laughs> death taxes and a mid pack start and a mid pack finish for yours truly. But, um, like I, and I'm going to stay humble with the podcast, but I feel like the two of us are kind of living a factory ride as far as staying in the industry far and away past what we probably should have given our skills on the, on the bike. Absolutely. No, I agree. And it's, it's a kind of a funny story, but I used to race um, at the same, it's called Megacross uh, in Mendota, Mendota, Illinois. Um, but Chase Sexton used to be like our local fast kid. And so I'm like a couple years older than him. We had a one gate drop where the senior, 85 seniors went, and then we did, you know, a couple turns and then the juniors went, he was in juniors at the time. And uh, I had a good race when I was in like fourth place and he passed me with like two laps to go out of the junior class. He passed all the way up, I think to the second place in the senior class that night. And uh, that was pretty much when I figured out I wasn't going to be a pro. I was like, that kid needs to make it. And uh, I need to figure out something else for my life. So pretty, uh, pretty funny that he's over now on Alpine stars and I'm getting to work with him still um, just in a different respect. But uh yeah, really, really cool. I feel like a lot of those guys, you see them when you're, they're younger and you just know, like, there's just another gear that they have and they're going to make it, you know? Absolutely. I have a similar story. The day that it sunk in for me, I was actually in Staples, Minnesota. Uh, a track ran at the time by the Oldenburgs. You're probably familiar. And, um, yeah. yeah, loved that track. Went out there for open practice the Saturday before the race. And uh, brand new... 2004 KX 125 Fox gear head to toe loving it feeling super fast I got my doors blown off by a young Mitchell Oldenburg on a 65 and I took the bike back to the truck I looked at my dad and I said uh yeah I think we're done I I, I don't know yeah 
not not to say that I was like done racing at that point, but uh, the the dream the dream died in that moment when uh, uh, KTM sixty five blew my doors off at Staples. Right, right, totally. I know it's it's so funny, and it, it's cool being able to grow up with you know everyone has their local fast kid, there's local you know track hero, but cool to see uh, Chase particularly doing so well, and um, hopefully he'll be back here for that last indie round, but. Uh, yeah, just just awesome. You always hope that, that local fast kid becomes like a pro and just it makes you feel a little bit better when he actually is one of the fastest guys. You know, maybe I wasn't as slow as I thought. Yeah, no kidding. They turn they turn out all right, so maybe that kind of like validates your own skills a little bit. Right. So, <laughs> growing up uh, in in Illinois or anywhere, you, there's there's certain brands, especially our age group, where um, they're like the 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 heavy hitters were the heavy hitters. Like there weren't. Uh, a lot of other options like you know what i mean nowadays i feel like there there might be 10 options for uh for a pair of boots that you can wear in, in motocross whereas uh early mid 2000s i really felt like uh aside from maybe barrack which if, if you got to be a diehard fan to remember barrack boots uh but uh mm. that carmichael wore um but basically it, it was like you wanted to have alpine stars on your feet where did you stand with on, on in that and uh um is that sort of how you fell in love with the brand to begin with yeah absolutely um yeah when i first got into moto um again like i nobody in my family rode and we literally went to a dealer and my grandma got us a 300 dollars check to go buy gear you know so i i had no idea about the brands and i just knew that ricky wore alpine star so it had to be good um and so, yeah, I think my first boot was like the most entry level Alpine star boot of the time you could get. And I've been in it forever. So eventually once I started racing, I kind of graduated to the tech seven and uh, loved them. And uh, definitely was just that aspirational brand with, you know, all my favorite pros wore it and were trusted by the, you know, the fastest guys in my local track as well. So definitely been a huge part of my life and um, just kind of my experience within motocross for sure. Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like, uh, like I myself, my first pair of boots was actually a pair of answer boots, but those were quickly replaced after they got hooped by uh, a pair of Al black Alpine star tech sixes. And, and I, I mentioned black because literally since that pair of boots, I have been nothing but white boot guy, always white right, boots. Totally. They're like something like McGrath always wore white. Ricky almost always wore white. Um, like it, it's just like there's something badass about having a pair of white boots and also knowing how to take care of them so they don't look d destroyed uh, within the first six months. I always see like all my friends are like, oh, why would you go white boots? Like they, they look dirty right away. I'm like, my boots are four years old right now. A pair of Alpine Star right. Tech Eights, and if if you know like the the, the you don't just you don't just hit them with Simple Green. You you gotta you gotta massage them a little bit. You gotta stay on top of it. You can't just leave them dirty. For six months at a time that's that does that doesn't work uh but you take care of your stuff and uh it's that attention to detail that keeps those white boots going or were you a white boot guy or were you a, a black boot guy yeah it's funny you say that because I, I definitely started in black boots and same deal once i started racing i was like it's time to switch over you can't you got to run the white boots that's that was like the um the rite of passage back then especially you know definitely yeah absolutely uh like, do you particularly have any tips and tricks to keep them uh, uh, pearly white? You know, I'm I'm getting the hang of what the rider support team is doing over here. I feel like I've been getting that question more and more lately. Um, 
But I mean, definitely the biggest thing is just maintenance. Like you go ride, like make sure you clean them right afterwards. Uh, you know, scrub them down. And uh, like you said, just just staying on top of it. Because really, like once that dirt's on there, if you let it sit for a week or a month or whatever, uh, it might not. It'll come out, but you might have you know a little bit of you know dirt left on it. So just really like staying on top of it. I I try to do the same with my you know my bike. I always wash it right after I ride and stuff like that. So it's probably just a good maintenance reminder to clean the boots at the same time. You know. No kidding. It's just uh, like paying attention to the details. You, you you wash your bike almost every time you ride. Why not wash your boots? Everything along with it, because I I, I have a like a, a uh, like between my 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 fandom of Dion Sanders, who coined the phrase "look good, feel good, play good," and that's just like and on top of that, just come and correct at all times. Like I I don't like when, if I'm dirty head to toe, or I show up to the track and my my boots are all. Uh, they're they're dirty or they're uh, uh, they're not taken care of. My my things aren't taken care of. Like my ducks are not in a row, and I like to have my ducks in a row. Maybe that makes me weird, but uh, um, I find the whole experience to be more enjoyable that way. For sure. I mean, yeah, you've got one opportunity in the day to make it look like you could be the fast guy there, and that's that's before you get on the track. That's right. Oh, personally, so. I am factory <laughs> in the pits like twenty right. minutes before practice. Don't even get me started. It's it is quite the scene until, of course, I go to twist the throttle, and uh, there's still kids on 65s. Damn it, that beat me on my on my, on my 252 stroke. We don't want to talk about that. I remember there's a local kid, uh, McGuire Yaruski, and he literally, I think, I he passed me going into a corner, which was probably the more de- most defeating part. Is that he outbraked me going into a corner on a 65, and then he came and reminded me of it in the pits. Love you, McGuire. Um, but let, let's keep talking about Alpine Stars here. Like most people, uh, they think of it as a boot brand because it is an Italian boot brand, and, and that's basically the foundation of where that that company started. They had uh, like yep. Roger DeCoster wore Alpine Stars. In fact, this podcast, my very first podcast, featured an Alpine Star boot ad from the '70s, voiced by Roger DeCoster. Because I, I wanted to have sponsors, I didn't have any. JT, I, I didn't have any sponsors, so I had to fake it till I made it. So my my uh, the first company I, I did was uh, well one was Bush Beer and then the other one was uh, nice. was a uh, uh, an ad for Alpine Star boots. I ask you this though is is out is the boots still the the foundation of the brand given the fact that you guys have so much invested in protective and now you guys have an elite helmet and the gear and like you know what I mean is it still mostly known as a boot brand. Absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, the core DNA of the brand definitely is like the, just the genuine Italian quality of the boots, right? I mean, it's like everyone, when you when you see that logo, you know that like it's associated with the best boots in motocross. So, I mean, first and foremost, that's like always our, our biggest push is like making sure that quality is always top notch. Um, but yeah, like you said, we're, we're starting to come out with products like our helmet is like absolutely insane. It's so good. Um, so our SM10 is really great, and we just launched our SM5, which is our more affordable kind of getting into moto option. And that's also a, a super great helmet. I think uh, from my short time in here so far in Alpine Stars, I've, I found out that their development team really, they go through everything. You know, they don't rush products to market just to get it in the market and sell it. They really wait until it's fully thought out and uh, there's a need in the market for it. And uh, because of that, I think the products are, are top notch. I think the helmet is just as good as the boot is in that category. And I think the, the gear that they're developing right now is 
is really great stuff that there's a lot of thought goes into it. And hopefully um, over the next couple of years, it'll continue to just elevate the entire industry and just the standards of all these companies putting stuff out right now. You guys do set the bar rather high, especially in the boot segment. Um, and one of the things that we're going to talk about down the road, because I do plan on having you on for, uh, for a number of these, is the fact that you guys have um, a boot for just for everybody. You know what I mean? You have that entry-level boot, and, and it's like for a lot of people, they think like entry-level is in terms of price point. I think of entry-level as uh, experience and, and how much time you have within the sport and, and, and what you're looking to, to, to get out of the boot. Like a lot of times, <clears throat> going back to what I remember about working in retail for hockey, is that an entry-level hockey skate was super durable. It was easier to flex because you're not going to be as competent and strong on your skate, so you can flex the boot and get most out of it. And as you go up in the price point, the, the materials would actually become less durable and 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 you get but you for that you'd get more performance out of it and then also the boot gets stiffer because obviously people that are riding at a higher level they're putting more pressure on things they're 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 harder on their equipment um so i think that there's a little bit of a stigma that comes with that entry level kind of uh verbiage that uh get gets people to go away from say like a tech three or something along those lines but like honestly if, if you're getting into the sport that's where you want to be right yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's it's really about that kind of uh, getting into moto, like what that customer is looking for. They're looking for a little bit more step in comfort, a little bit more flexibility. They'll probably be walking around a little bit more than you'd have someone in like a Tech 10. You know, Tomac's not walking in his boots much. He's just on his bike. Um, and then as you get kind of into that like Tech 10 range, you have just way more protection and support that, you know, you don't necessarily need if you're just getting started on, you know, your little TRF 110 uh, puffing around the vet track or kids track or whatever have you. So, um, it's definitely, you know, the boots are, they're different prices, obviously, but they're also built for that customer and, uh, for what stage of moto you're in. And, um, just like I did, and sounds like you did as well. You kind of, you go, you grow through, uh, the different stages depending on, you know, what racing level you're at or riding level. And, um, they're really built particularly for that customer. So, uh, lots of great options for sure. Hey guys. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. Let's take a moment and listen to this word from Phoenix Handlebars. When we started Phoenix Handlebars only a couple of years ago, you know, we had hopes that we would develop friendships and relationships with the people who bought our bars. We thought that would be a lot cooler than being merely just a handlebar company. Moto already has a few of those. So the hope was build a brand that people could find that connection with. Um, you know, tell their stories, helps us tell our story, keeps Moto alive, keeps it fun. That's what we think is really cool about, about our sport are the stories. Writing is obviously super fun, but the stories that we tell to and from the track on the light tailgate, that's part of the part of the excitement as well. And when each of you guys reach out to us after buying bars and tell us how like stoked you were at the quality, the packaging, whatever it might be, don't think for a second that that isn't just freaking awesome to us because we know you had options of other companies that you could have bought, companies that have won 
countless world championships and sponsor all the big name writers. But when you took time out of your day to hop on our website to spend your hard-earned money, we have a little company that you've maybe never heard of until recently, your hard-earned money. We think that's pretty awesome. So when we got a message recently from a guy telling us just how awesome it was to receive a Phoenix Handlebars package, that he loved the quality of the product, he loved the presentation, and felt like that he got something more than just bars. It wasn't like lost on us. We, we appreciate every one of those, like, those messages. Just wanted to say thanks, Dave. Your stuff is on its way. Absolutely. And on top of that, it also comes down to fit. Like I myself, I don't have very wide feet in my in the toe box. I found the, uh, yeah. the one Alpine Star boot might fit a little bit different based on it, it, the boot construction. And I even spoke with uh, a guy by the name of Jeremy Martin. You may be familiar. I think he wears Alpine Stars right now <laughs> with the Star Racing Yamaha team. Uh, I don't know if it's true for this year, but in years past, he's worn uh, Tech 8s because of uh, the, si the size and shape of the toe box. Yeah, you know, some of these guys, they definitely have their preferences. Um, like Max Bolin, uh, he's been wearing the Tech 7 and Supercrosser now. Um, we obviously prefer people to wear the Tech 10 because that's going to be our safest boot. With uh, It has that inner booty feature and just a little bit more support with the rear shank and just, just a lot of tech that goes into it, obviously. But um, when it comes down to it, we want our athletes to be the most comfortable and most protected as possible out there. And um, they every day they're choosing what boot they want to wear that makes them feel the best on race day, you know? So um, these guys wearing our boots are um, getting particular, you know, they're very particular about their race day setup and uh, whatever they need, we can, we can get for them, you know? Fair enough. So um, I know you've only been at Alpine star for, uh, I guess we're going on three months here, uh, two and a half months, maybe at the most, uh, I'm sure you've spoken to some people, whether it be at the track or, or, uh, or at the, many uh, events that you guys uh, are probably not right now. You can't do a lot of events, obviously with COVID and stuff like that. That, that, <laughs> right. put, that puts a, uh, puts a bottle on things, but for the people that you have talked to, what would you say, and you've been in the industry long enough to probably get a good bearing on this. What would you say is the biggest misconception that motocross fans have of a brand like Alpine stars, uh, whether it be um, like just, just a, like a understanding of the different products, the different lines, um, and yeah, maybe get into that a little bit. Yeah, I think um, that's a great question. I feel like for me, at least first couple of months I've been here, that the biggest misconception is just that, you know, we're still just a boot company, you know, and um, I think that's going to be part of my job here just to communicate out that we do, we're, you know, we have some great helmets, like I mentioned, our um, protection, chest protectors, knee guards um, are all top notch. And also our, our gear is getting really, really good. So our jersey, pants and gloves, I think, for the longest time we were making gear, but we weren't selling it. And so you saw it on riders, but, um, you know, people didn't know when it, it, now it's for sale and you can actually go pick it up at your local dealer and things like that. So, um, definitely working on just kind of getting the word out that, um, Alpine stars, um, is a head to toe brand. Now you can wear it. Um, and the product's really great. And, uh, yeah, just kind of keeping people informed on all the riders that we have and, um, 
you know, all the success that the brand's been having over the past couple of years. Absolutely. And for sure, I think that, uh, um, and, and one of the reasons, like I hear people talk all the time, like, oh, why, why does, uh, why does Alpine Stars have uh, three guys in the top 10? Like they, they, like they're, the gear is not available everywhere. They haven't always sold the gear. Why, why, why do they have head to toe basically, uh, or at least neck to toe on, uh, on, on, uh, Tomac or, uh, Anderson, same thing with, uh, and you guys are literally head to toe minus the goggle with uh, with Sexton. Yep. Like it's it's a it's a big roster, and those are some heavy hitting guys. But uh, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that if you guys didn't grab people like that, they would end up going with a different brand that does want them to be literally head to toe, a la uh, Adam Cerullo, who literally like if you look at the guy, you only see a monster logo and Fox logos. And um, totally. there's a lot of other brands that would prefer if they're if a guy if, if someone's in their gear they want them in the boot as well they want them in the helmet as well I know Fly's really big on that as well because of their they're so proud of their first product was really their helmet so they definitely want their their athletes to be in the helmet um, so for that I think it's really important and I think that's a a, a great positioning statement from Alpine Star to uh, to put guys in the gear and that's something that's like you said has been improving over the years and uh, I think. Maybe that's like something that kind of that uh, goes a little bit unnoticed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely a lot of brands are trying to do the head to toe thing right now, and um, you know we're we're no different. I think it's it's great to get someone that's uh, a customer from head to toe, um, both from a business standpoint and just also from a branding standpoint. Getting a, a guy like Chase Sexton have an Alf logos all over him, and you know people know that he's uh, an advocate of the brand, so. Um, super helpful. I, I think on the other side of that too, Alpine Stars has kind of an advantage where our boots match with any gear for the most part. So um, that's a really cool opportunity coming from my prior company at Fox of just, you know, you can't really wear those boots with any brand. I, I feel like Alpine Stars really plays plays really nice with a lot of different gear brands and helmet brands. And it's, it's just cool to be um, kind of like a friend in the industry to other brands and uh, kind of be part of their setup, similar to Star Racing Yamaha that you mentioned. And um, a lot of our other athletes that, uh, you know, choose a tech 10 just because that's what they feel the most protected in and, um, you know, what they want for race day. Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think that's uh, a great point that you make. And actually, it's funny that I was, I was thinking about this before I called you up is that you worked with Fox uh, when and, and the shift brand when uh, the Geico Honda team switched. From uh, I believe they were on Alias. That company uh, basically uh, went away essentially, um, and then yeah. uh, Fox was able to pull in. But Alpine Stars stayed on the boots for for uh, the rest of that season. I believe that was a contract a contractual obligation. But like you said, it it doesn't look out of place. Like Ricky Carmichael wore I believe Alpine Stars from two thousand or nineteen ninety six when he turned pro. And he didn't change until he was in nineteen or two thousand and five on a two-stroke Suzuki with barracks boots, and I can't remember who made barracks, but they didn't make their own boots. And um, yeah, I sorry, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the barracks. I can't remember who made their boots for him. It was like it was like a T- TCX or something along those lines. 
uh, either way, yeah, uh, they were like slippers. And uh, but like the yeah. the Alpine Star boots never look out of place. Whereas say like uh, there's a lot of purists out there that if say if you're head to toe or you're you're head to to knee in in fly that you can't wear fox boots or you can't wear uh, <laughs> like something along those lines. You know what I mean? So I like you guys are kind of right. sneaky that way, JT. You guys are kind of sneaky in that you can uh, that you can kind of chameleon yourselves and uh, and and fit. Just about everybody, because at one point, if honestly, if you looked at the top ten in like two thousand and one, uh, I'm I'm willing to bet that you had that nine of them were wearing Alpine Star boots, and the other one was James Stewart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I want to err on you know being too like suck up moto fashion on you guys, because I definitely you know whatever gear is best for you, you should wear. It's not that big of a deal to have different brands on, you know. Especially when you start riding, I feel like I wore every different kind of brand all over you know um but yeah I, it definitely it's nice for us to be able to have uh, a lot of wins and um even this year in supercross we've had a tech 10 on you know the top spot of the podium every race so far which has been just amazing for us so i agree and you know what i i will send you a picture of it i'll text it to you shortly is like when i first started riding it was uh fox jersey answer pants uh, different colored. It was a red jersey. I don't know. It was a green jersey, green fox jersey, red pants, and black alpine stars with a blue KBC helmet. And I don't know what else. Oh, yeah. I was probably wearing Nike batting gloves, to be completely honest. But you know what? That is probably <laughs> when I love the sport more than ever. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter what you wear. Just be protected. And uh, one of the last questions I have for you is, who would you say is the the prototypical Alpine Star customer? Who who is that uh, that person that seeks out an aspiring brand like Alpine Stars? Why do they go to you guys? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, um, I think for me, it's it's still that aspirational brand. I think that it it starts with the confidence in our boots, um, and I think that over the you know through the messaging we're going to be doing here in the next year or two, like I think really trying to transition that into just being that aspirational performance brand um, that people look to just for any protection they need. Um, you know, if you're getting on a dirt bike, you know that Alpine Stars has the best of every product category. And uh, whether you're getting in at like, a, you know, you just bought a bike and you're trying to learn, or if you've been racing for 10 years and uh, you just want to, you know, make sure you're staying safe on the bike. I think uh, we want to be just the main brand that comes to, to mind for that. And, um, when it, especially for protection, we just want to make, make sure that people uh, kind of resonate uh, with them. That's awesome. I, I really, I really like the the Alpine Star brand. And uh, obviously, you weren't working uh, with them at the time, but the helmet is something that is is something that has come in about four years ago. Currently, uh, you got Chase Sexton and uh, Dean Wilson, uh, who uh, maybe we, he's not the best rider to be bringing up this particular week. Uh, but <laughs> either way, um, like uh, those guys choose that helmet. Uh, they feel safe in it. And, and that's honestly uh, a piece of equipment that maybe is the guys are most, uh, most picky about. Uh, and most concerned about because uh, that obviously protects the most important thing you have. Um, what, what's the process like when you're uh, when you're approaching a guy like uh, uh, Chase to to wear the helmet and uh, and and what's important to those types of guys uh, when they're putting that on their head that they're they're feeling comfortable? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, especially with our SM10 that uh, that helmet 
was under development for many, many years. Um, again, Alpine Stars never really launches anything unless it's completely ready. Um, and so there's just so much tech and thought that goes into that helmet. Um, you know, the more you look into it and the features, the more you just are kind of blown away about all the things that are working inside that thing to keep your head safe. So um, I think a lot of uh, the talks with athletes and things like that, just, it just kind of comes down to the technology and knowing that um, it's, it's the best thing out there, one of the best options uh, for them to stay safe on the bike. Um, so that's, that's really for us, it's huge. And I, I even know from last week, um, I saw a couple of videos. I think it was the LCQ for 250s. They kind of went down the line, and there was a whole handful of guys, privateer guys, wearing uh, the Alpine Stars helmet, which is it's really cool to see. Obviously, your your top pros that chases a sponsored athlete, but to see other guys at more of a local, regional area that are, you know, starting to choose that helmet over others um, just because they believe in the product is uh, really cool. And hopefully, that means that we're doing something right on our side to uh, keep more people safe and have a have people give it a try. Hey, I, I agree with that. You know, like a, a lot of people, they see a guy like Chase Sexton. Obviously, he's uh, he's extremely talented, looks great on the motorcycle, and he's going to win uh, a lot of races in his future. But there there are some people out there that when they see a guy head to toe in, in a, p- a particular like gear brand, that doesn't resonate with them. That, that doesn't make them want to buy it because they're like, oh, that guy gets a massive check on top of uh, unlimited free everything. But when you see uh, totally. a guy like, uh, who was it? Um, is it Nagy? Who's head? Who's wearing uh, Alpine Stars? I I think he might. I have to check. I think he might be in our helmet right now. Yeah, and like, but like that—that's a guy who's like either get. He's like I would. I would venture to guess that uh, a guy like Alex Nagy is um, maybe getting a like a, a discount from a from a local shop or a, a discount straight up through uh, Alpine Stars. But he's making the conscious decision to put that on his head to race Supercross, and I think that's uh, um, like a. Uh, that's a pretty good um, review right there. He, I'm sure he's not going to go on Google and, and uh, give you give you guys a, a Yelp review. But aside from that, he's uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's he's flag it, flying the flag, and like in in a way, he doesn't really have to. You know what I mean? Right. No, 100. percent And I think uh, really the success of any product it it comes down to um, the customer and then their experience with it. You know, so even at a, a guy going to your local retail store and just being interested in it and trying it out, I think over time, kind of that, that word spread that it's a solid option. And um, again, Alpine Stars is, has always been known as a top tier boot brand. And we're just kind of starting to expand that into uh, some other areas with the same level of attention to detail. That's awesome, dude. Well, um, last couple of questions I have for you. And I know I've said that already a couple of times, but I like to go long just because I can talk to a wall. Um, but <laughs> Like you, you know this catalog better than I do. Of which there are many things, including a ton of protective stuff that we're going to get into on later episodes. But what is Alpine Stars' like hidden gem? What is the 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 product that not enough people know about? People should probably go on their uh, they're either they're on the smartphone or on their if they're sitting at their laptop right now they start googling. Uh, what is the most hidden gem and most underrated product from uh, uh, from Alpine Stars? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I mean, we were just talking to the helmets, which are great. I think another thing for me is uh, the chest guards and knee guards are super, super good. So really like the protection is is such a huge emphasis for um, the company as a whole. Um, All the protective products really go through so much scrutiny as far as development and everything else. Um, So 
I would say, yeah, just experiencing some of the, uh, you know, trying on some of the chest guards, checking out some of like just all the different uh, range of chest guards. Also, like we have the most minimalistic ones, you know, as far as like Tomex wearing a very light supercross um, one underneath his jersey, all the way to your enduro road guy that needs a full um, pressure suit. Um, and then even expanding from that, we have our, our tech air technology that's um, mostly motorcycle and uh, uh, kind of more street service right now. But we had uh, 59 guys at the Dakar wearing one of our um, new off-road tech air um, devices. And so um, that won't be out for a little while. We're still kind of developing and checking it out. But um, basically, you know, before you even hit the ground, it knows that you're about to crash and it'll inflate kind of like an airbag around you, around your chest area and through your arms. And uh, just really cool technology like that. Um, that we take super seriously and i think technology like that is really needed just within moto in general to keep people safe and to see constant progression within the sport i i absolutely love that uh that particular product seeing it on your social media in the most one of the more recent posts uh when you guys were covering dakar i actually thought of it as not only a great way to stay safe on two wheels but like if i was heading out like when when eventually nightclubs start opening up again Maybe I wear like a, a long sleeve shirt. I pull the ripcord. All of a sudden, like everyone thinks I've been hitting the indoor, like my at home gym, all of quarantine. This entire like the all of COVID just been like racking it out here at the at the house. Uh, I I think that that's a that's a secondary application that maybe is a little bit underrated. Right, I know. Right, yeah. We can uh, you can skip the gym now. You can uh, you'll be set for wherever you need to head off. So you just have to put that underneath the shirt. Fair enough. Well, you know I can't skip the gym. I love it way too much. Uh, but um, you, you mentioned what the the maybe like the most hidden gem or one of your favorite products from Alpine Stars. What's one that and you you mentioned earlier that you guys don't go to bring something on market until you're proud of it. But there's always room for improvement on things, and you guys are always uh, kind of like going to that next level. What is it in the sport, or what 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 product would you say has the biggest room for uh, further development? That even though it's a fantastic product now, uh, <clears throat> not that people should, people should wait on it, but people can be excited to know that things are going to get even better for a particular product. Yeah, I think another great question for sure. I, I think for me personally, I think the gear is um, definitely has the most room to advance and just keep getting better and better. Um, it's already the super tech line is is really good um, and a lot of the technology from that particular line is um, being taken through the rest of our, our categories as well um, kind of even into some of the more entry-level affordable options um, I think just as a general scope I think our gear is just going to get better and better um, seeing some of the designs past couple of weeks that are going to be launching uh, this coming summer I think uh, both from like a style perspective and also from a just development standpoint i think it's going to just get really good here soon so definitely keep an eye on all that stuff i think uh it'll be a, a genuine player against some of the bigger gear brands here pretty soon right on like what what's uh what's the prospects of someone being able to get the, their hands on a pair of uh of chicago bulls gear because that i think there's some people who want that especially after that last dance thing came out like you right. guys might have to do like a limited run of that stuff because some of the really cool gear, like the, the, the one-off stuff you guys do with, with Chase, uh, and I don't, I, I, it, I, you can get kind of, you can give me some feedback on how like perceptive he is to the, those types of things. I think he'd be totally down for it. I certainly would. Um, tell me a little bit about like the, like the kind of the one-off gear that you guys put your, uh, your stars in 
which I think uh, creates a lot of buzz around the brand. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, well, step one to get the set of that gear, you'd have to get in line behind me because I, I would love a, a set of uh, some bold gear from Alpine Stars. But yeah, the uh, our custom stuff is uh, super cool, really exciting. I think, uh, you know, our pros, our athletes are definitely extremely receptive to that. It just adds a layer of attention to them, you know, given that we have just a lot of athletes on the roster. It's always nice to do something special for them. And, um, you know, as well as anyone that, you know, if you're feeling good on race day, you're going to perform. And so it's just a, something that's relatively easy for us to put together and, and hype them up and uh, just encourage them to, uh, you know, turn it up a notch for race day. So um, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it, a, a lot of uh, creative consideration, a lot of work uh, through Gabriele, our uh, the owner, um, just to get everything really dialed in and um, a lot of feedback with the athlete as well, as far as, you know, what they like, don't like, um, colors, um, and just kind of uh, big moments as well um, with riders like, uh, you know, some of these first rounds or uh, something that links to, you know, Houston for, or, you know, for example, like kind of the Astro skit that Chase had. Um, they're just, uh, they're really cool and exciting. I know some people wish that they're, you know, all of them were for sale, but that's kind of what makes it a little special is that you can't buy it. And, um, it's just for the athlete and uh, kind of uh, here and gone and on to the, the next cool thing. There you go, man. Well, JT Fox from Alpine Star on the Big MX Radio podcast. First time on the show. You will be a repeat offender on the podcast and a, and a recurring guest. I'm looking forward to chatting with you again, but I know you got a really busy rest of your day that, <clears throat> to, to uh, take care of. You can't just hang out and chit-chat with me the whole day. That's not what you get paid to do. But I do appreciate you making some time for us and giving us a little bit of peek behind the curtain when it comes to Alpine Stars. Awesome. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for all the time. And um, we're stoked to be on the show with you guys. So, um, yeah, hit me back anytime and looking forward to uh, being a part of the show. Awesome, my friend. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Well, there you have it. My podcast interview with none other than JT Fox from Alpine Star. I want to thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. Everybody who takes the time to listen to the podcast, I deeply appreciate it. And if you really enjoyed it, I hope that you'll send me that one friend that uh, is a like-minded individual that loves motocross podcasts. I'd love to continue growing this. And if uh, Gabrielle from Alpine Stars is listening, I got to say, man, I absolutely love your brand. I love the boots. I love the whole line. And uh, I couldn't be more happy to be working with a guy like JT to uh, uh, to boost up uh, the whole catalog. So, uh, and, and if you did listen to the very end, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, it means a lot to me that you take the time to listen. Really appreciate everybody who uh, listens to the podcast. As always, uh, have yourself a fantastic rest of your day. We've got more podcasts coming out next week. Have a great weekend. Take care, guys.